I feel like there should be that sense of closure when you kind of like walk off and, campus yeah, for we, the last we time. We didn't get that. Not we, at all. We really did not get that. And that, I mean, it still frustrates me to this day because I think like, you know, what if this happened? What if that happened? Welcome back for episode four of Great Minds Think Alike, right? We're episode four? Yeah, okay. I can't. I can't believe we're already on episode four. That's bananas. But we're excited to be here for episode four. And today, uh, as you can probably tell from the title, we are talking about living through a pandemic. Yes, living through a pandemic. Um, obviously, it's had many ups and many downs, and it's something that we've had to navigate as a society, and we're still living through it. Yeah, going on two years here. I know, it's crazy. I guess like diving in through the pandemic, like there there was so much going on within like pop culture and just like social media because there was nothing else for us to do. I remember, okay, well, first of all, I feel like a lot of the things that we said we wanted to talk about today, like in terms of pop culture have to do with TikTok. And I just realized we're forgetting like a huge trend during the pandemic was TikTok. Like I remember all of us like, older Gen Z like cusp millennials my friend at least like a couple of my friends and I we had our younger Gen Z friends that were like oh like we're on TikTok we're on TikTok and I remember thinking like oh my god I'm never gonna get on TikTok like that's so dumb it's so stupid I literally never thought that I was gonna get on TikTok either like I remember I was first exposed to TikTok not even through friends but through a girl that I was nannying and she was, I think, maybe like 11 or 12. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. It was musically. So that's like all I could yeah. think about when it was first a thing. I was like, I'm not going to get on TikTok. It's for little kids. Like so dumb. Yeah. And then quarantine came. And I feel like <laughs> all of us like older Gen Z and then like millennials and then the older, like even older generations all got sucked into TikTok. Oh, 100%. TikTok just became a hobby. And it's a hobby that I never let go of. Getting deeper into TikTok, um, there were so many... At the beginning of the of the pandemic, like when we first found out that the world shut down, you know, those first couple of mm-hmm. weeks in March, there were those few TikTok trends that just like had an absolute chokehold on the entirety of like the world, I feel like. Yes, very true. Very true. <laughs> like the whipped coffee. The Dalgona coffee. Everyone yes. was all over the Dalgona coffee. And I remember I tried it and I thought it was horrible. You didn't <laughs> like it? No. I, I probably made it wrong. Okay. I didn't know what it was until my friend Alejandro sent me a video of what it was and I was like "Ooh, that looks good and he brought me over a cup for my birthday because I think it became a trend like around my birthday it was like in March or something and I tried it and I thought it was good and then I remade it and I was like oh I I can I can fuck with this and it's it's a lot of work yeah it's a lot of work for a cup of coffee but it, it's, it looks so pretty it and does that, look really and, that's and then the milk frothers yes, were like yeah. a thing and so that's how you know you can make them quicker um, and then what else? That TikTok feta pasta yes. was literally everywhere. I remember trying that and I was like, this is just not it. And I love feta, but I was not I, into it. I never tried it. I'm one of the very few people and I love pasta. I never tried it. Absolutely never tried it. My mom actually made it because she started to get into TikTok. And so <laughs> I, I'm actually not even the one that made it. And we all agreed it was just overrated. Like it wasn't saucy enough. And like maybe if you really like tomatoes, you'd be into it. But See, I love tomatoes. And I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll do an Instagram poll. Did you guys try the TikTok pasta? Let us know. And let us know what you thought about it if you did try it. Yeah. <laughs> another one, too, is like the cloud bread. That w- That's another thing that looked really pretty. But I think it was just like overhyped. Yeah. It's just like. It doesn't look like it. It's one of those things that you would make like purely for the aesthetic. Like, oh yeah. It doesn't 100%. really look like it would taste very good. I think it tasted very plain. Definitely very plain. Did you plain. make it? I didn't make it. But my little cousin made it. And my little cousin. I think at the start of the pandemic. She was like 9 or 10. So she was very much into TikTok. And doing yeah, all the trends. Yeah, yeah. And during her free time. That's what she would do. Sure. Um, and I would just, you know, gravitate towards her because I was like the older cousin and helping her with all the stuff. But yeah, she kind of introduced me to a bunch of the trends. I feel like such an old lady saying That's that. so funny. The other thing was like all the TikTok dances that were like, you know, like obviously oh, yeah. there are dances that still trend on TikTok, mm-hmm. but you know which ones were the trends. The Say So dance uh-huh. and like the Savage and Savage remix. I feel like everyone was learning those dances. <laughs> 
I never posted myself doing the dances. Actually, no, I think I did the Savage one with my mom in slow-mo because she she would not understand it like for the life of her and I think I posted it and deleted it whatever but um I think the very first TikTok dance I learned was the Sunday's best one and that was like I don't know if you remember it this was like good yeah yeah I did that with the girl that I was nannying and that was like I guess my first TikTok I've ever done and she posted it to her account uh, and I was completely awful at it. Like, did not know what the fuck I was doing. I quite literally felt like an old lady, um, even though I'm not. And I should not be saying that because I'm literally 23. About I do. To be 24. Oh, my gosh. And then, like, um, those, like, Instagram stories. I mean, we did a this or that one on our first week of the, yeah. of the podcast. But, like, those were everywhere. Like, the in- it was, like, the bingo and then different, like, this or that. And, like, fill in the blank stories. Yes. Those were, like, I know there was, like, a bunch where, like, you had to find, like, like a sticker that like matched um, yeah like just a certain thing I, those were those were really interesting and I remember all of us were just posting it 24 7 and that's the only thing I saw in people's stories and if you weren't posting those you were posting on your story like shitting on the people that was that like we're doing them I had so many people that I was following and they were just like why are you guys doing this trend? like <laughs> no one cares you're the only ones that care about this I don't know I had fun looking through them yeah I know I had fun too you had mentioned sourdough bread Oh, yeah. Sourdough bread, I feel like it was like a huge thing. Everyone was making like sourdough starters or like baking bread. Just pretty much anything that was like hands on that could like get get us off our phones, I feel like was kind of trending. Mm-hmm. The tie dyeing, tie dyeing sweatsuits was huge um, because I feel like the only thing that there was to do was get on your phone and then like, yeah, you'd have fun scrolling through TikTok, but then it would get serious and we would yeah. see like some news or like obviously, you know, we had the news playing and stuff mm-hmm. like that and like kind of going off of that I I don't know about you but I remember March 13th which was like I think I think March 13th right it was when like the the day that like everything kind of went to shit was that when like the whole country shut down basically yeah I remember seeing on the news that like school like colleges had start to shut down and I was like oh shit like this might happen I remember okay so just like backstory like Sam and I were going through our senior year and we literally went on spring break and I was in Florida and I went to Florida at the right time because I want to say the day or maybe the day after I got back is when they started like restricting travel and like they were shutting down like Disney and stuff and I had just been at Disney. You know our uh, university like emailed us and said that they were going to extend spring break an extra week and then that extra week turned into you know learning from home. Oh my gosh and I remember hearing like I had a friend who was going to school in Nashville and she was like, oh yeah, my college actually just extended spring break by a week. And then I had gotten the email that ISU was going to do it. And I was like, yes, like extra week of spring break sounds good to me. Like hopefully we get this out of the way and, you know, figure it out. And then, yeah, like Ashley said, it all turned remote. And I just remember like, you know, we were seniors at the time. And I know everybody has their activity or like something that they're involved in at school. And I, you know, there were some classes that I was excited about going back and doing projects for. And I personally was in an acapella group where we had like our final concert and we were going to do photo shoots and like all this fun stuff, you know, that you look forward to going back for. And I remember just seeing all these other schools deciding that they were going to go remote and thinking like, oh my gosh, please let ISU like not do this. Like, please, like, I just want to have graduation. I just want to do like the last things. And then I remember I was like sitting in bed, just kind of like waiting on the email, kind of waiting on, we all knew it was going to happen. Oh yeah, 100%. And then I got it. And I remember a lot of my, I don't know about you, but a lot of my friends were really upset right off the bat. And I was just kind of numb. Like personally, I saw it and I was like, well, I guess I don't get a graduation. I guess I don't like get this. Like I wasn't that upset yeah. at first. And then it kind of hit me later. It hit me when they announced that we weren't going to have a graduation. When they said that they were going to just make graduation like virtual. I remember exactly where I was because I was sitting in like a hospital parking lot because we were like picking up my grandma from the hospital that day because she had been um in the hospital for like surgery or something and she had spent like two months there so it was already like an emotional moment just in my family's life and if you know me you know that like 2020 and 2021 was like a shit show for you know my family just in terms of you know my grandma and everything um but I remember sitting in that parking lot and getting the email and just immediately breaking down into tears because I was so excited for graduation. And 
I get it. Like, I had a high school graduation. I had, like, a middle school graduation. But, like, I was the first one in my family to go to college. So it meant so much to me. And I was I was proud. Like, I was Absolutely. really proud. And I know my parents were really upset, too, because they wanted to see me walk yeah. across the stage. And it's, like, it might seem so small, like, walking across the stage. But it's, like... I don't know for for everyone that has gone to college I feel like you just dream of that day and you always think about how special it's going to be like it's a physical representation of all the things Mm -hmm. that you've worked so hard for and it's you know you want to feel celebrated and you want to feel like excited and so you know not getting that really kind of sucked and for me I know it really like I had kind of gone through the rest of the semester like learning remote and everything and it hit me um finally the last day that I was on campus because I had wanted to like go do all these last things with my like at the time boyfriend I was like oh I want to go like do this and go like to this place for the last time and his mom actually ended up like coming on campus and like all the plans kind of got like screwed up and not like no hate to her like she didn't do anything wrong but she came to campus to help him like clean his apartment Mm -hmm. and stuff and she ended up like buying us lunch instead and so I didn't get to go to my favorite sushi place and like all this stuff and when the day started my plans started falling apart I was like oh my god I'm not gonna like get to do any of these things for the last time like as a student Right. And it was just so like sad. And I remember like the minute that I finished my last project as a senior and it's just like I feel like there should be that sense of closure when you kind of like walk off campus for the last time. We didn't get that. Not at all. We really did not get that. And that I mean it still frustrates me to this day because I think like you know what if this happened? What if that happened? And you know it does hurt it hurts a lot because I wanted to live out those moments like just going back to the stuff that we missed again we were there before spring break went on spring break and then like never went back and if we did we were working from like or not working we were you know learning from our apartments yeah, or from was, like student housing or whatever seriously like no sense of closure I just remember the last it might sound kind of cheesy but I always imagined like walking out of fell hall for the last time walking off campus for the last time and like this is my last class of my college career when like I didn't even we didn't even know that it was the last class on campus of our college career we had no idea and I just remember finishing my very last project as a student from my bed on my laptop and just like shutting the laptop and just kind of feeling kind of like weird it just feels weird yeah Yeah. that's the best way to describe it you feel kind of like relieved that you're done but also like sad that it had to be this way and right just confused and it feels incomplete and just like truly the weirdest feeling no it was a weird feeling and that's that's how I felt when we were doing projects together because quite frankly like we had all of our projects yeah. together we were in the same groups and it we just didn't get that same experience that people in the past had gotten and I think that really hurt but also like there's also a fun experience that we had to miss out on like I didn't get to go on like a senior year bar crawl to like close out the year like I didn't get you know if you're from ISU like you understand what we're talking about but like I didn't get to go to pub for like the last time as like a senior without like knowing that it was my last time you know and I didn't get um you know my diploma from Chasers and if you don't know what that is like Chasers is like this really like popular bar like in downtown Bloomington and they give like all the seniors like these fake diplomas and it's just like a funny like quirky thing I missed out on that and it sucked and I remember like during second semester me and my roommates um obviously the beginning of second semester very cold so like we were like you know what like we're not going to go out as much I think we went out a total of like three times before spring break and we were like you know we'll go out like after Hit spring break yeah after like spring break once, that's, yeah same yeah like once the uh the weather's warmer and you know we we actually like have the drive to go out and like live out the rest of senior year and we didn't get to do that because everything shut down um obviously there were reasons why and like it makes total sense but it was just so sad the seniors really got so much taken away from us and Sam I don't know if you remember this but one of our professors sent us this very long email Mary Beth yeah, yeah and I just remember reading it she she worded things so perfectly about like how we lost so much. I wish and I still had my ISU email. I would read it because it was just so like it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. I remember taking a screenshot and posting it on my story um, and other people had, you know, read it and so many people swiped up and they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like I needed to read this. And I remember reading it for the first time and I just started sobbing because it hit me. It really hit me and it was so nice to have a professor that understood and given I think a lot of our professors understood because this was something that we were navigating together and they knew that we experienced a tremendous loss. But yeah, I mean, it really was truly obviously 
a hard time for everyone and I think like like you said our teachers also had their world kind of spun upside down and I really have a lot of respect for and like admiration for them in the way that they were able to you know take something that was so unexpected and create a whole online curriculum for us which for in-person classes that's like that's hard that's That's really really hard. hard because now obviously you know there's a little bit more of a frame of reference since they've been at it for a while now like we had one class where we were doing um a public relations campaign that was very hands-on and very Mm -hmm. you know kind of would have been a different experience had we been able to you know go to the library and like do all this stuff together it was really designed to obviously be an in-person project we were going to present them to the class and our professor was able to like turn the whole thing around and make the experience really great for us virtually and I just have so much respect and like just have to say thank you obviously to all of our teachers and any any teachers out there who have been navigating this because I know it's really difficult not easy it's really not easy you like you guys had quite frankly like what a week to turn everything around everything around and it's just oh you're also you know kind of dealing with people that are lacking motivation and you know like trying to to do what you can to help them be motivated to learn and help them you know get through this and and you feel probably responsible for their success and like you're just trying to stay afloat yourself and so you know just really have a lot of respect for teachers there and I feel like that's why part of why I would always feel so bad whenever we were on zoom and people would have their cameras off like at the beginning I feel like I mean I don't know about you I'll get more into this with work sometimes now I'm like I just want to have my camera off like after a couple years of like of doing it but at the beginning I remember I would feel so bad and I would always try and have my camera on and like nod and like look engaged when mm-hmm. I was in classes because I would feel so bad for the teachers that would feel like they were literally just teaching you a black screen. Right. And I mean, as students too, like I didn't want to look at black screens. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I wanted to see everyone's faces because it brought some, some type of normalcy. normalcy. And, you know, I missed everyone. I remember like being very excited whenever we would have Zoom class because I had some kind of like normalcy back into my life because if I wasn't in class I was just working at home on like projects and stuff or if I wasn't doing any of that I would be figuring out what to do um I remember like the teachers kind of like died down on some of the topics yeah um and made it a little bit easier on us because we were navigating through this new reality and on top of that like we weren't just working or learning from home there was other stuff going on like we were college students but I had like my little cousin she would come and learn remotely too and like I would babysit her while I was doing stuff for school and my dad was at home too because uh his job like sent them home for I don't know however many weeks or months so it was it was chaotic I feel like my house was very chaotic and I feel like a lot of people can relate to that totally and I know there were a lot of people that were like taking care of a sick parent or sibling and I know that we had you know kids in our class that like had babies and they were like trying to navigate we actually had we were talking about this before (laughs) one of the kids in uh one of the guys in our PR class brought his baby like on screen during one of the zooms and we all saw him and just started like gushing over the baby because he was so cute our professor like she was like in the middle of talking she was like oh my god a baby (laughs) we all just like shifted eyes over to like our classmate and it was it was just adorable and so cute he was introducing us to his kid and it was absolutely amazing but yeah there was there was a lot zoom attire oh my gosh yeah (laughs) I mean at the beginning I feel like I I would try and do you know like business on the top like comfy on the bottom you know I'd wear a sweater and then have like 3x sweatpants on the bottom (laughs) or you know just like kind of a cuter top but as it went on I was like screw it and I ended up with like full pajamas (laughs) on zoom and like hair barely combed and I just remember like my dad would make fun of me and I would quite literally make fun of myself because we had to record videos of ourselves like speaking for our projects and I remember like my top half was very like business casual attire I was in my blazers I was in really nice clothes my hair was done and my bottom would just be like a pair of running shorts or yeah. pants or like my pajama pants. And Same. I would just look so funny. I still kind of do that now, though. <laughs> oh, me too. It's work from home. But I remember for this one project that we were working on, we needed like good lighting to be able to record this video. because we It was supposed to be like a presentation that we were editing together at the end. And we were all like scrambling to try and find like some semblance of good lighting. Uh-huh. And I remember like I had so many different setups and <laughs> 
my now boyfriend, Josh, like at the time he was just a group member and just a friend of mine, but he put like a coffee table on top of his counter and then put like a lamp and put like the phone in front of the <laughs> lamp that was on top of the coffee table that was on top of the counter or like stools on the counter or something ridiculous like that to get good lighting. And I remember just like thinking that was so funny. Yeah, I had I was putting like bar stools on top of each other and then I like had gotten a ring light and I was just like messing around with it to make sure that I looked as good as possible because I don't know, like I wanted our presentation to look super professional and I didn't want like one of us to have bad lighting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it came out okay. And the video that we're, or the project that we're talking about, we actually ended up winning. So like, that was amazing. Yeah, it was, it was a competition and we, yeah. ours was voted as the best one. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, it really just, everything impacted our senior year and it kind of, I feel like it definitely impacted graduating to like yes we lost graduation we kind of went over that but also like post-grad life looking oh for my a job gosh it was a freaking nightmare I a remember nightmare. being so upset because I had companies that you know I accepted offers with and then they were just like yeah no like we can't take you anymore because you know we don't have the funds or like we're trying to work out this whole work from home thing and everything was just messy so I was scrambling to find a job and you know I was lucky because I think I was able to find one like maybe three or four months out of graduation but it was so difficult I remember sitting there on LinkedIn or like whatever like websites and just like researching a bunch of companies and submitting maybe like a hundred applications a day I know I literally had a Google spreadsheet where I would put like the link to the job that I applied to and then like the status and I just remember like getting the emails that would say like sorry we're moving forward with other candidates it just felt so disheartening and every time I would have to go into that spreadsheet and mark like no no Mm -hmm. it was just like oh it just hurt it was so detrimental also like the companies that like never sent emails out I know for like so, rejection or acceptance like that was so annoying because it's just like you know just tell, tell me, me something yeah yeah and I remember like what I had applied to jobs in 2020 and I remember not too long ago like maybe the end of 2021 getting an email back from a job a job I applied to maybe in like February of 2020 and I was like okay why are you sending this to me now like I now I'm fully employed yeah no I I started interviewing for it at the beginning of the like I mean obviously I interviewed for other jobs but mm-hmm. the the job that I currently have I started interviewing for it um beginning of September after graduation September 2020 and it took like the whole month and then I accepted an offer at the very beginning of October so I had started my job in October and I applied for this job with a company in April and they sent me a rejection in October after I had accepted my my job and I was like well obviously it's a no like why would I why would I even be holding out for my yes for you right now um if you're not aware Sam and I actually both work remote jobs um and I I think you were hired to be fully remote correct yes yeah um, I mean, there is some travel involved with my job, but uh, I, I work in, for a real estate company. And so we've got offices, you know, all around the Midwest. And because there are so many offices during COVID, when, you know, we started working from home, they started to realize that corporate offices, like where, you know, like the marketing people and the people that weren't agents would go into were kind of a waste of space. So they got rid of their, well, waste of real estate, waste of money. So they got rid of the corporate offices. And now us uh, like marketing people are technically our like home office is our home office. I remember when I first accepted my job, you know, they gave me the start date and they were like, okay, we'll probably be in, in office like, you know, two weeks after like you start. So I was like, okay, like I'll do two weeks at home and then I'll get to meet all my coworkers. That's not how it went. Um, I met my boss the day that I started and like, you know, I got like my work laptop and everything. And then the company just kind of just kind of pushed back uh, returning to office based on like what, you know, society looked like right now. Um, so I have not met many of my coworkers. I've only met one of them in person. Just one. Oh, my gosh. And it's crazy because... I, okay, I'm very big on meeting people and like talking to people. Like I love having like new friends and everything. And I was super excited to be in office because I was like, this is a new experience for me. Like I'm going to get to know all my coworkers. And don't get me wrong, I did get to know my coworkers and like I absolutely love them. I think my team is amazing. If you guys are listening, I love you guys. And I like could not imagine myself working with other people. But it's weird because we are so close 
but we like never met each other in person like we're talking on microsoft teams like through video or like through chat and like we all get along so well but there are times where i'm just like i wish i was in office with you guys and we could be doing this in person i know i um so i started like i said i started my job at the beginning of october 2020 and i didn't even meet my boss until july really july i started so actually it was kind of a shit show um the week that i started my job so i had started my job on a monday and that day before i started my job my dad actually tested positive for covid and my dad has diabetes so he was high risk and it was just really scary and he was really really sick right off the bat and so you know that happened i was supposed to go into the office and like pick up my stuff that day but after i'd call my called my boss and told her what had happened she's like okay we'll just ship you everything because you know you've been exposed we're not gonna have you come in whatever so they shipped me everything and then my mom tested positive the following day so my parents both were super sick with covid the week that i had started my very first full-time job i remember talking to you about this it was an absolute like I so I actually never ended up getting COVID my sister and my brother didn't get COVID um but I got sick from all the stress of you know logging on every day and you know working from home and trying to learn this new job and then mm-hmm. like in between meetings I was like downstairs making lunch for my parents and then leaving it outside their door because I couldn't be exposed to them and that was really really difficult but you know, whatever we made it through both my parents are okay thank god but yeah I mean honestly thank goodness my job started virtual because I don't know what I would have done if not yeah no I I hear you I mean I think another thing too with just like working from home and Sam I don't know if you feel the same way about this I know a lot of people think of this as a luxury and don't get me wrong I it definitely is a luxury because it makes things so much easier like I know with me I don't have to waste money on gas I don't have to waste money on tolls so I'm like saving money here and there uh just on that because my job is like you know, a few miles away from me, but it can get lonely. I think it's really hard. I feel like it sounds very insensitive to say that it's hard working from home, especially with people who quite literally have to go out and, you know, be at work like nurses, doctors, like retail workers. And my mom, my mom is a retail worker. Like she had to go into work every day while like the rest of us were at home. But it gets difficult because it's hard to distinguish home and work so like for me totally I just like remember like there's times where like I feel like a little burnt out because I'm just like you know what like home doesn't feel like home anymore because I'm at home 24 7 it's like I'm at work like in my living room or in my kitchen and when it's time to like log off and like unwind I feel like I can't unwind because I'm already in my work environment so it it gets confusing and again it gets lonely like there's no one else around like now I'm working from home and I'm alone like my parents are both you know back at work like I don't have any siblings or anything and you know I do get to like chat with my coworkers and stuff but like it kind of sucks don't get me wrong like I'm very grateful for um, everything that I'm doing now and you know just being able to like have the you know the quote-unquote luxury of working from home but it does get lonely and I wish that you know I could see other people or you know just work with more people I I don't know how to put it yeah no I agree I definitely do think like I definitely do think the lines are a little bit blurred between like the home and work environment especially like I work in my bedroom too and Mm -hmm. so it's like okay I log off and then I walk three feet to go sit in my bed and watch Netflix yeah (laughs) so it's like ah it can help it can make you go a little stir crazy sometimes especially during the winter um, but the one thing for me where, where I can find positive is that I'm, I like live with roommates and so mm-hmm. I can go hang out with them after work and stuff and like still have some sense of like social interaction. But the one thing, um, that helped me realize like how lucky we really are that we do get to work from home, even though there are a ton of cons is just the commute that yeah. so many of our friends have to do. Like my roommate, Laura, bless her heart I feel so bad she has to get up and get on the train and then she goes to work all day and then she takes the train home and she doesn't get home until 6 p.m and it's like between you know going to work and coming home it's almost like 12 hour days with the commute and it's just like that's so much but the one thing that I feel like the good that's come out of the pandemic is that a lot of companies are kind of realizing we don't need to be in the office five days a week and I think like especially it opened our eyes to a lot of things. One of them being how 
I think we all are way more cognizant of like a work-life balance now. And we're yes. starting to see like, oh, okay, the 40-hour work week is kind of, ugh. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot, especially with commuting. It's it's even more. And so I think that especially people our age are just kind of demanding better for our lives. And a lot of people are like turning down offers and turning down things yeah. where they don't have the flexibility to like be hybrid or do some days from home. Um, and I honestly think that that's, a huge positive that's come out of you know the pandemic is that we really all started to slow down and realize like yes work is a huge priority but we don't live to work we work to live and right. so I, I think that's a huge thing that we've all been able to realize no that's true and again like just going back to like the work to live and live to work like I'm happy that I get to do something that I'm passionate about. Like, yeah. you know, when I go clock into work every day, it's not like I'm dreading. Same, you know, of course. It's not like I'm dreading going to work. It's something that I'm happy to do. Yeah, me too. Um, and another thing that just comes with that is my coworkers. I love them. I will say this to the day that I die. I love them so much. And like company culture is like a huge thing to me. And I'm very glad with where I ended up because I have a very strong company culture and I'm just – Again, very, very blessed for the opportunities that I've had and the people that I've met. But yeah, work from work from home is it's such a controversial topic. Yeah, um, I would agree. Because I know like I have friends who don't work from home and, you know, they will always say like, you know, you have it so easy. And don't get me wrong. I 100% have it easy because I I get to work from home. I have that luxury. But at the same time, like we were saying before, there are cons to it and I don't think a lot of people will understand that because they're not in the same position as as us and I'm not here you know trying to complain um because again I'm very grateful but I think that it's kind of like a double-edged sword is that the yeah, right term double-edged sword double-edged yeah. sword oops whoop. I yeah, cannot it, speak it English. can be <laughs> isolating and I think that you know there are there are pros and cons to everything and there are pros and cons to working in office and pros and cons to working at home. And I think we're all just like trying to do the best we can with, you know, what we have. But with that being said, I feel like one of the hardest things about post-grad with the pandemic is like meeting new friends. Yeah. 100%. I, okay. So a lot of people tend to like move out after graduation and like, you know, they'll have the place to themselves or they'll like move in with roommates and stuff. And like, that's amazing. But when all that was happening, it's like social life was kind of shut out. Yeah. Um, And we weren't able to meet as many people. Like it wasn't easy. Of course. And everyone was in a different place. Like for me, after COVID, I, I mean, my plan was always to live at home for at least at least a year with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um. And I did that. I did live at home for over a year and I saved my money and it was like great. And then I, you know, ended up moving to the city with my roommates. When you're living at home and then like, like you said, there are so many people who are like, everyone's in a different place. Like some people are moving out. Some people are moving in with roommates. Some people are going to live alone. And it can be hard. I feel like especially post-grad living at home with your parents, working from home it's all just so confusing because it's like okay I'm an adult I'm Mm -hmm. like doing these adult things doing this like quote-unquote like adult job but I'm working from home in my childhood bedroom right the lines are just kind of blurred you know okay so like I am someone who still lives at home with my parents and like I'm quite literally going to be 24 um and I've been working at home for almost two years now um and I've lived at home like all my life and I do plan to move up soon but just going back to you know the whole like comfort thing of like working from home and like kind of distinguishing like home from work and all of that like it gets hard especially when you are around your parents because there's times where I feel like an adult and then times where I feel like a kid and absolutely you know I get it like I'm my parents like only child like I'm a baby but there's times where like I just I need to be away from them and you know mom dad I love you guys so much and I know that you're listening but there's just there comes a point where like I just honestly like just need to get away from it all because it just becomes too much for me to like take in at once and like now I feel like I'm rarely at home um because I've been so busy obviously with like the podcast and like hanging out with friends and like prioritizing like other things in my life but I love my parents so much and I know that like I get very 
very cranky when I'm working from home like at certain points like especially like if my parents will come home and like they're being super loud oh like at times like especially on Fridays like my parents will come come home early like at the same time on Friday and like I might be in like a meeting or something and they're just being super loud and obnoxious I'm just like oh my god mom dad I love you but please shut <laughs> up. we were talking about friends weren't we we were talking about friends and remember. like just like navigating meeting new people so I know I think it was in the last episode we had mentioned how we were in like this virtual big brother group and for me I that was a way for me to like meet new people Mm -hmm. um so we you know we had these like competitions on like Facebook messenger um like Facebook chat room whatever it was and like we put into a group me together and these were people that you know some people that Sam knew some people that Sam didn't know because you exposed me to the group but like that was like my way into like a new friend group and I'm so forever grateful for it because like I honestly got some of the most amazing friends out of it and Sam I know you can attest to that because they're your friends too (laughs) of course (laughs) yeah no um for me like obviously I knew all the people that we're friends with that were like in the virtual big brother game but for me in meeting new friends I actually got two new roommates that are now my new friends and then I met like my boyfriend's friends and Mm -hmm. now they're my friends too and it's just like I don't know. I don't even know what the best way to meet friends is because I feel like it just happens, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's such like a confusing thing to talk about. Like, okay. Because it happens for everyone in a different way. No, it definitely does. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I like still want to like branch out and like meet new people because I love doing that. And, you know, with I think with everything going on in my life lately, it's been difficult because I've gained friends, but I've also lost some because of my breakup. Like, again, my breakup was over the summer and I lost a friend group who, which, you know, makes sense because, you know, those are my ex's friends and they're all, they have the their loyalty. Yeah. The divorce. Yeah. They, they have their loyalties to him. And I understand that. And I know that a lot of them are actually like not happy with me because of the breakup episode. Um, I actually learned that maybe like a week ago. And you know what? I understand it. I'm not going to sit here and complain because, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion and I get it. That was my truth, though. But it sucks because, you know, I lost a bunch of friends and it's whatever. Like, it sucks losing them. Like, I'm just going to have to, like, build a bridge and get over it. Um, But I have love for them. But yeah, like, meeting new friends can be tricky. I mean, I honestly don't know how I would have made other friends if it wasn't for you, like moving into the city and like us getting like close. (laughs) And I'm so grateful for that. But like, I feel like I meet new people through my connections. Like I've met people through you. I've met people through my friend Kaylee, through my friend Brick, like, and I've become close to their friend groups. Totally. Yeah. And I think it's actually Laura and I were talking about this this morning. Um, It's so important not only to like surround yourself with good people, but surround yourself with good people who surround themselves with good people. Like I got really lucky that, you know, I live with roommates that also have really great friends that, you know, like I can meet and then can become my friends. My Mm -hmm. boyfriend has really great friends. And I I think it's just like all of these connections that can kind of meld together. Right. Really important. But yeah. Okay. So Sam and I actually went out for the first time together the summer of 2021 yeah in july i think yeah so we were out in wrigleyville over in chicago and um it was interesting i think we had like a very interesting group yeah Um, yeah it was it was fun it was my first time where i was like kind of able to see you out and i loved it because i (laughs) i got to hold your hair in the bathroom (laughs) and if you listen to like the first episode like Sam literally admitted that she does not go out I mean no I mean I you do are now, now that now, I like yeah. live but when I was in college um maybe I'll get like into it in a future episode but I didn't really go out much senior year a lot like because of the relationship that I was in but now I'm like in a relationship where I feel really like comfortable going out mm-hmm. like with my boyfriend and love like going out and having fun with him and I, it's, I feel like it's really important this is a complete side note from the topic of the episode but it's really important to go out especially when there's drinking involved and like in a big city where you don't know about safety to go out with people that you feel really comfortable with oh 100 and that like you know are gonna have your back no matter what and yes. so that's why I love going out right now anyways back to you <laughs> <laughs> no but I am gonna share this just because like I feel like you guys need to get a little you guys need to get an insight into like Sam's life (laughs) 
and just like what it's like going out with her. <laughs> Obviously, I talked about holding her hair. Okay. So we were in Wrigleyville, right? And there's oh, this God. bar. <laughs> Sam is a lightweight. If you do not know Sam, she is a lightweight. And Sam, I love you so much. <laughs> I And I think I know, you know what story I'm going to tell. I know. So <laughs> we were at this bar called Sluggers. And, you know, if you're from Chicago, you probably know what the bar is. And on the second floor, they have these batting cages. So Sam, God bless you, Sam. <laughs> she was drunk. She got into the batting cages and she was like standing so far off the plate, swinging Um. and missing. And all of us were like, Sam, get into the batter's box, get into the batter's box. So she thinks that the batter's box is home plate. (laughs) So she's standing on home plate and we're all yelling at her to move out of the way because she's literally going to get hit with the ball in like a tit or something. (gasps) Oh my gosh. I have a video too. Maybe I'll expose you on (laughs) TMT. (laughs) No, but it was so funny because our entire friend group was just like screaming at her. I remember Josh being like, Sam, what are you doing? Uh, I feel like I have one drink and I just turn into a total ditz. We had our like podcast release party and I think you were holding on to one drink for like the first two or three hours and you were like, you were tipsy. You were pretty tipsy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did do like a couple shots, but like you were, you were tipsy. I'm pretty sure I had like two drinks the entire night. Wait, really? Yeah. I had the the um the Shea Mitchell like sparkling oh, yeah, tequila yeah. and we, then I like, had did that. that to like pregame while we were doing yeah. our makeup <laughs> at like five o'clock and this party <laughs> ends at like midnight and I had one like cut water margarita <laughs> I know this doesn't have to do with like the episode um at all but like I feel like it needs to be mentioned because we're kind of talking about our yeah, podcast party yeah, yeah. but okay well, Sam had ordered a balloon arch right and it got stolen the package got stolen and like the day of like when we were setting up like we were so upset because mind you okay I live in an apartment building and I have ordered many things here many Christmas presents from expensive places like I've ordered things from Aritzia I've ordered things from Skims I've ordered you know more expensive things than this flat tiny (laughs) little Amazon package for some reason and I'm glad this is the one that someone stole because it wasn't like in hindsight it wasn't like my $200 like winter coat or something Mm -hmm. like that that would have been horrible oh yeah you know it's like ten dollars so in hindsight glad that it was the flat little package but why would someone ever take a flat little amazon package over like something from skims is what confuses me yeah no i i just i don't get it but I don't know. It was like so upsetting because it I was. you were upset we and were I was upset, upset because we were so excited for this balloon arch because we wanted to take pictures with our friends. And the two of us were very excited for this party because it was our release party. And we had like our friend groups kind of like meshing together. And, you know, people were there to celebrate us. But honestly, bless one of my best friends, Kaylee, and her mom, because the minute that they found out about it, like her mom and Mama Megan, I know that you're listening to this. Her mom literally like went to Michael's and was like, we have to do this for Ashley and Sam. Such an angel. So, well, we're working out of Sam's apartment. Like we both spent like the after that, like Friday afternoon together. Like you were working from your room. I was working from like your living room while we were working. Kaylee and her mom like built this balloon arch, like paid for it at Michael's and everything and drove all the way from the suburbs and I don't know, like, like far- 45 minutes yeah, to an li- hour, 45 minutes to an hour just to drop it off. They made sure that we had one and it was the sweetest thing. I just remember crying and just, yeah, like, it was literally so nice. And so thank you, Kaylee. And thank you to Kaylee's Mama mom, Megan. Mama Megan. That was literally the sweetest thing ever. I know it definitely made our day, but I guess like, I don't know, like going back to, <laughs> to like maintaining a social life. I feel like that kind of like ties in because you know, we kind of exposed our friend groups to each other that day. Yeah. Um, and given like Sam and I do know some of the same people after hanging out more, but like people that were closer to us who may have not like met before kind of like met that night. Yeah. And totally. that was like another way for, you know, us to meet new people. I don't know how the hell though, like during the beginning of the pandemic, people would meet new people. Like I just remember... <laughs> We were all like so down bad for social interaction that we were having like parties over Zoom, like Zoom happy hours, (laughs) like after school and stuff like that. And I look back at that and I'm like, that was so sad. I know. How, how depressing. Honestly, how depressing. I like, okay, here's the thing. There's some people and I know that this is common, but it's just not common to me because like, again, I'm not on like dating apps and stuff, but like I think Bumble, like you can meet just friends on Bumble. Yeah, there's Bumble BFF. Actually, I have a friend, um, 
one of my really good friends, shout out to Morgan, who moved to Nashville. And I remember even before she moved to Nashville, when she moved back to her hometown, I was like, you should totally get on Bumble BFF and like try it out, make some new friends. I've heard so many good things about it. So that's actually probably another really good way to get connected with people like in your area or like I know here in Chicago, there is um, a Facebook group that Ashley actually added me to called One Drink In. And it's like finding different groups for like podcasts that you mm-hmm. listen to or like maybe um, like influencers that you follow on TikTok or something. A lot of them will have like city based Facebook groups where you yeah. can meet other people that are like just a really good way to even like get advice or like some people sell things on it. Yeah. Some people will like ask for like fashion advice different things like that and a lot of people will like I know I saw today the one drink in Facebook page is planning on doing like a like a meetup so a bunch of girls are gonna go like meet at a bar Mm -hmm. and so yeah things like that I haven't done like any of those um I really want to neither I really really want to because I do want to like expand like my friend group and you know meet other people meeting people is exciting and I do love that one drink in friend group um and I know that like if you're listening and like you're not from Chicago I want to say that they have it for like any city like if you just search it on yeah there's one in I think like Texas or Dallas there's one for Nashville Mm -hmm. um they have them for like you said a bunch of different cities and those are really really good resources you know you want to know what I would love to have what like a GMTA meetup that would be That'd so be cool. really fun. I know like we're not like super big right now, but I think it would be so fun. If, like, All of our <laughs> friends that we already know. <laughs> hey, everyone, come have a meetup. Uh, podcast release party 2.0. Oh, my no. gosh. No, OK, but I think this is so cool. Sam and I were literally talking about this today and we were like discussing how like where our listeners are from. Oh, yeah. And we have some listeners that like are not from Illinois and like not even from the U.S. And we think that's so cool. I know, that is really cool. So if you are an international listener, shout out to you. Yes. And even if you're a non-Illinoisan, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to you too because like. I don't know how the hell you found us. Yeah. We're glad you're here. <laughs> yeah. We are glad that you're here. And you know, if you love us, keep sharing us and tell your friends about us. Um, yeah. I, I honestly love it. I think it's so cool like looking at that. And I'm glad that we can kind of see, you know, where people are from and just kind of gauge all of that because it is it's really cool it's eye-opening I have no idea where we're going with this episode anymore <laughs> I don't this episode has like taken a shift into so yeah. many different topics like we went from talking about like working from home and like the pandemic life and you know I think it all kind of ties together because we're still living through the pandemic for and, sure you know we're experiencing all these things together and yeah there's this pandemic has definitely changed a lot and the thing about it is like I feel like, oh, we're finally like making some ground like last summer when the mask mandate was lifted after Mm -hmm. everyone was vaccinated. And then around the holidays, it came back and it got really bad with like Delta and Omicron. No, we like we get into situations that are scary. I mean, um, being very like transparent, like my grandma passed away the day after Christmas um, and it was really hard on me. But we had like the wake and the funeral and everything. And, you know, people were coming up to us and hugging us. And we were in a room like with a bunch of people. And I for sure thought that like my family and I were going to get COVID because we were ex- we were getting exposed to so many people and given like people were wearing masks. Some people like weren't. Um, but you know, people were hugging us and they were like, you know, all up in our face and we were conversing with them. Mm-hmm. But like we dodged a bullet and we didn't get it. And I'm very grateful that I we did know. it. And I feel like now it's like kind of calming down again, at least in in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like we just never know where it's going to go. And I just I honestly like can't wait until that they say that the goal is eventually for it to, you know, become like a common cold. And I yeah. can't wait until we get to that point. Because it just feels like it keeps going longer and longer. And um, I I just can't wait until we like get some sense of normalcy again. And we're not just like waiting on like, oh, maybe in a few months it's going to be normal again. Oh, well, back to square one. Yeah. Well, I mean, not back to square one because now we have so many resources. We have the vaccine. We've got the booster. Like we've got everyone still wearing their masks, at least like in the city of Chicago. Yeah. Um, but I think I can speak for everyone when I say that I hope it ends one day. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I don't want this to sound insensitive, but like I want it to be over and I'm sure like we're all at the point of just like we want our normal lives back and 
it 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 sucks. I and mean, when we say that, don't take that the wrong way. We are not. We are both vaccinated. We are <laughs> pro-vaccine. We are mask wearers. Yes, like we, we are very we, much like not. We're never gonna be like, oh, we're not gonna wear a mask. Like, yeah. Like no. We just mean no. like we want. We can't wait until like things are actually normal again, and we don't no, have to yeah, take and, those measures anymore. You know, Sam and I take it very seriously. Yes, and as do our families and everything. But like. We're just at the, I think we can speak for a lot of people by saying that we just want to go back to like some kind of normalcy and given like we kind of have been, but there's just so much change and I just, I miss what life used to be, but don't get me wrong. And is this wood? This is um, not wood. Um, I'm going to knock on wood. I, I, think have, I have wood floor. You can knock on the floor. I'm going to knock on like Sam's wood floor. Knock on wood. I have not been sick since 2019. November of 2019. Masks so work, boys and girls. I haven't gotten sick, and that is like my proudest like thing, to, like to say because back in college I was sick like every like month or two. Okay, I'm gonna knock on the floor. I actually got so sick right around Halloween. Yeah, the, oh like my the God. flu I, or something like a really bad cold flu. Yeah. I don't know Sam what it was, was but it was to, horrible. Sam was supposed to come out on Halloween with like our friend group, and she didn't because she was really sick, and I was so sad. Yeah, it was really sad, but I'll be there next year. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, Knock on wood. Pending that I don't get sick. I know it's early, but like, let us know if you guys uh, know what your Halloween costumes are going to be. Oh like, my God, curious. I have no clue. Yeah, but let us know if you guys already know or if you have any ideas to give to like me and Sam. Yeah, these last two years have honestly been a lot and we're going through so much together that more than ever, the pandemic really taught us like the value of you know, loving the people around you and like making sure that, you know, you can slow down and like take care of yourself. And I think that, you know, as sucky as it is, as many things as were canceled, as many horrible things that happened, it did really help us, or at least me. And I think I can speak for you too, like mm-hmm. shed some perspective on what's most important in life. Yeah. And for that, I am definitely grateful. No, I'm definitely grateful too. This has definitely taught us so much. And again, we've been through so much together without even realizing that we've been through it together. Um, So love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. (laughs) Be kind. And with all of this in mind, you know, like it has been a really difficult time for everyone, even though, you know, there might be silver linings. Um, So, you know, just kind of like a PSA that if you ever need someone to talk to, I know that Ashley and I are both here to listen. Oh, 100%. I know that we've mentioned this in like, you know, past episodes, but um, we're here. If you guys want to DM us on the GMTA Instagram or if you want to DM us on our personal Instagrams, um, you know, they're linked. You guys like want them or ignore them, whatever. But kind of going back to that, like we've had some people like DM us and it's really nice to see like what everyone's saying. Yeah, it really, it's, heartwarming it is heartwarming like it's very nice knowing that a lot of you guys are enjoying the episodes and you're sticking around and you know wanting more um and that means a lot to me and sam because this is like one of our passion projects and just knowing that this is reaching one person just means the world to us totally and it's reaching a lot more than one person yeah like yeah we're, we're very happy and we're very grateful for you guys and we are here for you even if we don't know you like we are here for you 100 percent absolutely but yeah yeah I think that's gonna conclude episode four thank you guys for listening for as long as you did and we can't wait to see you guys next week bye bye